Okay, it's the Chicago Bears. Dan Hampton, an Arkansas Razorback, who played as a Chicago Bears defensive tackle from 79 to 90, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 02. Ed Obradovich, the U of I, Eli, and I drafted to the Bears in 1962, part of the NFL championship team of 1963. Glenn Kozlowski, BYU Cougar, who played six years on the Bears, specializing in special teams and wide receiver. Mark Carmen. You, Mark Carmen. Yeah. You're just a sexy young guy that doesn't know a, a damn thing. Welcome to the Hamp and OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN. They have reached the two-minute warning at Soldier Field. It's the Bears 34, the Lions 22. The Chicago Bears are going to be all by themselves. First place in the NFC North, 6-3. and three. As Minnesota is on a bye week, we'll see the Vikings next Sunday night at Soldier Field. How awesome is that going to be? And uh, Green Bay is about to get in action with the Miami Dolphins up at Lambeau Field. The Packers, of course, coming in 3-4-1. and one. And the Lions will be 3-6. and six. The Bears have controlled this game throughout. It's really been an incredibly impressive performance, starting with the quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky is on another level. He is getting better. It is obvious. Those of us who were doubting Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky, myself, you got to be open to the fact that, you know what? You might have been wrong. You might have jumped a little bit too quick. I'll still stay with my original thought on Trubisky that, listen, I don't think he's ever going to be elite, and I also don't think he's ever going to suck and be at the bottom of the NFL quarterbacks. But today was a step towards elite. He was 9 for his first 10. He's 22 of 29 right now, 340 yards, 3 touchdowns, Has not thrown a pick. Quarterback rating, 148.6. He had two incompletions in the first half. Two. He had three touchdowns in the first half. Two throwing and one running. That is an impressive stat, right? He threw or accounted for more touchdowns than incompletions. Not interceptions. Incompletions. These are impressive stats. And forget about the numbers, by the way. If you've been watching the game, you've seen him make tight window throws to Allen Robinson. You've seen him go down the field. A beautiful 36-yard touchdown pass. I believe that was the yardage to Robinson in the right corner of the end zone. The guy's been great. Not good. Not really good. He's been great. Flat out. So I can't wait for Hampton OB to come on in here and we will discuss the uh, Trubisky performance. Two minutes to go here. 34-22 Bears. Hampo walking in. Yep. And, uh, hey, you know, hey, this is good stuff. It's uh, it's the right stuff. You know, the uh, yeah, over the course of the last two and a half months, there's been a lot of... Negative conjecture, some of it from this very studio, about our quarterback, and he answered a lot of questions today. And there was a very interesting 
little nugget uh, from one of the NFL experts that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But the bottom line is, we had not beaten Detroit but one time in the last 10 games. Right. You can't beat everybody on the same day. you got to start somewhere. Well, this is a good place to start. And as you know, you know Matt Stafford, is he still the highest-paid player in football? He was a year or two ago, and I'm telling you, Trubisky outplayed him today. No question. No, no question about it. And and you know, little things like that matter. When and I, I've often talked about it. When we play, we compared our roster, our players to you know the uh, opponents on a on a weekly basis. And from top to bottom, our team was superior in every way, and the score reflects that. But there's a lot of things that we got to fix. You know, this Cody Parkey. I mean, this is insanity. We're going to have to order new goalposts now. These are beat up. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to get some new ones if if, if he keeps doinking it off the uh, the uprights. Yeah, I I don't understand it. I've never professed to know what a kicker thinks. I never professed to like kickers. But uh, one of my friends, Rich Galgano, said, hey, high school playoffs will be over in a week or two. <laughs> we might be able to find one. Uh, all I know is that at the end of the day, a win's a win. And, yeah, last week in Buffalo, the offense sputtered and the defense was uh, dominant. Today, the offense was incredible. The first four drives of the game for touchdowns. You know, the only thing to stop the offense in the first half was the halftime. <laughs> True. Four drives and four touchdowns, and, and all these things are great, and we'll talk about them, but for the defense to continue taking the ball away, right now, 24 takeaways at this point leads the NFL. And anytime you can lead the NFL in anything other than stupidity, it is a great day. And leading in takeaways, maybe the most important statistic in all of football. They uh, came into today... Number one in, in in takeaways and number two in points off of takeaways. I mean, those are those are huge stats. It's great to see Khalil Mack back out there today. I didn't think he was like fully himself. No, he's real close, but he's pretty he, close. Yeah, he, that that one sack. I mean, that's uh, actually both those sacks were just awesome. Uh, both of them, he was you know off of a bull rush. How does he get that much power out of two hundred fifty five pounds? I don't know, but I'm telling you, the guy is a load. He uh, he changes uh, you know the complexion of the defense and he has that that hidden hand in quarterback's head that you know everybody knows hey he's around he's going to be somewhere of you know influencing the the play whether or not it's a sack he's going to be somewhere around the quarterback quarterback's knowing and and it, it's palpable almost but at the end of the day back to the top offense played spectacular f- football in the first half. Defense took the ball away. These are good things. Special teams, it was a it was a train wreck. But of all the phases, it's the least important, but it still counts a lot. But you know what? And OB, I, I got to tell you, you know, it's a magical uh, ride the, the Bears are on. They seem to get every break, every penalty, every turnover. But I thought the officials jobbed them on the safety and on the two-point conversion, which would have been a four-point difference which would have made Detroit a threat in the uh, later stages of the game where there would only be eight points down. So I think the officials kind of did a job on Matt Patricia today. Oh, there's, well, on those two particular plays, as far as I'm concerned, it was blatant. The officials, any time, folks, you, if your foot or that ball touches one millimeter, if you can even measure it, of touching the white line, 
it would be a safety or would be a touchdown. That's the fact. And what you saw, films don't lie. So they got jobbed on both of those deals. But anyways, listen, congratulations to the Bears. Right. I mean, I predicted last year, last year, excuse me, (laughs) last week uh, that they would take care of the Lions. The Lions are nothing. And, and again, the most valuable player is the guy, NFL scheduler who got the bear schedule. My God, it's fallen in place. This is like a magical year. We're getting all all the tough calls that look like they should go the other way or whatever. We're getting them all. My God, the way the thing is breaking out against the teams we're playing, the Jets, the Buffalo Bills, my Lord. And now Detroit's falling apart. They trade Golden Tate. Their number one offensive threat, and here they come to Chicago. We're five and three. We're on a roll, and we took care of business today. One other thing, I'm kind of. It's kind of glad to see the Bears' offense for the first time, and I'm going to tell you, maybe 15 years, maybe maybe more, where we actually really tried to go downfield and score touchdown, and throw the ball downfield. Like I've said year after year after year, when you go downfield with today's rules, few things can happen. One of them, our receiver can actually catch the ball. He can actually catch the ball. Number two, it could be intercepted, which would be like a punt. Or number three, more often than not, what happens is there's a penalty. Interference. And it happens all the time. And I, we could never go down and never throw the ball down the field until last week. I saw last week. We tried it once or twice. This week, they went down, and that's something nice to see. Play like big boys. 34-22. The game has just gone final at Soldier Field. The Bears are officially 6-3. and three. The Lions flip to 3-6. and six. We'll bring Kaz in on the phone, coming on back here. Yes, Hampo? You know, I just want to say one thing. You know, I, my favorite saying, a, a little means a lot. Think about this. We get Mack and Allen Robinson back today. Those two players that weren't on our roster last year. But we get those two guys back today. Detroit loses Golden Tate due to trade a week ago. How big of a swing in the abilities of both uh, of these franchises? Detroit's on a plummet, and we are taking off. Well, the key was for us, us offensively to utilize those people and to utilize the field like you're supposed to. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. The Bears are in first place, and we have a huge game coming up next Sunday night. I got a night. question. I thought this guy, Patricia, was supposed to be a defensive genius. How did we get so many receivers running wide open in the secondary? Bears did you see that? I, I mean, I, I, it was, uh, somebody's either going to get a lot of uh, gold check marks by their name this week, because I'm telling you, some really good play designs. Detroit had no answers. We ran. We were over the middle. Nobody was even in the TV screen, let alone close to him on the field. How does that happen? This week, it's the great Matt Nagy offense. This week on Chicago's <laughs> Best, the CB team is checking out Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and Mexico. Their food, that is. It's Chicago's Best Latin. Sunday nights at 10 on WGN-TV. The Bears a winner. Trubisky was great. Hamp, OB, and Kaz till 6 on 720 WGN. Back to the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. 
<laughs> that cough is Glenn Kozlowski on the phone. <laughs> What's up, Kozlo? The Bears are in first place. The Bears smoked the Lions. 34-22 the final at Soldier Field. Hampton will be with Cos presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. This is the best Mitchell Trubisky we have seen. Will we all agree? OB, would you agree? I, this is the best I've seen him. Oh, he misfired several times, but there was a little bit more sync to it, a little bit more rhythm, a little bit more acting like a professional offensive football team and attacking the field. Down, I mean, going downfield and attacking, that was nice to see. That has to be there week after week after week. If not, you're just fooling yourself. But anyways, it was a good job by Trubisky. Good job by our offense. 23 of 30, 355 yards, three touchdowns, 148.6 is quarterback rated. Kazo, what'd you think? Well, I, you know, again, it's all good. And offensively, they look good. And Trubisky looked good. But at the end of the day, you still, two-thirds of the, the, the phases were outstanding. But our special team kept Detroit around. And really, this is something that they have to address. Forget the kicker, an onside kick. It just it wasn't a clean special teams day. But what we did get to see is when Cleo Mack comes on the field, that defense gets more confident. And they play like a bunch of wild men. Now, you're right, Ed, the pressure comes up the middle, but Mack gives people confidence. It was great to see him out there today. Five tackles, uh, two, two sacks for Khalil. And Allen Robinson, I thought, you know, talk about guys coming back to play. Right. Yeah, see, again, and, and don't underestimate the power of playmakers. They change everything. And the reason Robinson was open was because over the past few weeks, Miller and uh, – uh, 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 You're talking about Trey Burton? Uh, no, Taylor um, – um, you talking about Taylor Gabriel? Taylor, okay. Taylor Gabriel – you know, obviously was creating, you know, certain opportunities and kept Detroit from being able to double Allen Robertson. And, boy, he made him pay. He made him pay a lot, didn't he, Cost? Yeah, he did. I, I, the nice thing about it is, you know, look, here's a guy that's been out for a while, and he was attacking the ball in the air. He was going down the field. That, you know, our quarterback had confidence in just throwing those jump balls to him. And that, that makes a world of difference. Ed, you, you, we do call that big boy offensive football, and they did play it except for about uh, four or five minutes in the third quarter where they almost kind of went back into you know a folding mode instead exactly. of keep on attacking and keep on going down the field. And you know They let the Lions hang around, and you just can't do that. And that's my only concern. Look, though, Bears control their own destiny, and they are crushing the NFC right now. Well, here's, here's the one thing. Uh, defensively today, if you look, I think this is the game. I'm not sure how many times they blitzed, but th- I think this is a game where, where Fangio really went after the Detroit Lions. He knew they weren't very good. They lost their best offensive threat, and he wanted to take everything away from Matt Stafford. He wanted to get in his place, get in his face, play after play after play, and he did a ton of blitzing today. Kudos for us. It worked. The Bears just talking about that offense. It's the fourth time this year. Now it's the best it's looked, but it's it's the fourth time this year they've scored over thirty points. You know how many times they did that in the John Fox era? Not four times. So think about that. Well, here now, just hold on a second here okay. about scoring points. If you win ten to nine, fine, whatever it might be. But you know, when we played 
last week, we won 41-9, to nine, mm-hmm. okay, at New Buffalo. Buff, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, all right? Mitchell Trubisky passed for 126 yards, and we ran for 64, all right? We won the game. We killed them, 41-9. to nine. But that's what we did, folks. That's the reality of it. We should have passed for 426 yards. 326, not 126, and not ran against that team for 64 yards. So let's not get crazy here, okay? Yeah, but hold- and the other thing is, Nagy. I don't want to be a little negative, but I want, to, I want to make this point. When he was at Kansas City in that playoff game at home against the Tennessee Titans, they had the game won. Tennessee, I think, what was the score? 19, 22 to nothing? I think it's 22 they're, they're, to nothing. 22 to nothing, folks. 22 to 3, and, I think, Ed. Yeah, and guess who, guess who won the game? The Titans, who had no business even being in the playoffs, and Kansas City's playing at home. Who the hell do you think was the offensive coordinator? Nagy. Every time in the second half, and what you pointed out, Glenn, today, my God, they, they had him drilled, throttled the first half. You come out the second half to a team like that, and you bury them. That's what you do in this league. You don't let them hang around, stick, stick around. Then all of a sudden they get lucky, they get a couple of calls, and then guess what? They're right on your rear end. And that's what happened today. Hey, you don't have to go all the way back to last year's playoffs. Remember the opening night up in Green Bay? Yes. That, so that's, again, that's the game teller right there. So all, all things considered, we are, we, we are tempering our enthusiasm and glee at being 6-3 and three and leading the division with reality. And the special teams, as you said, Kaz, were not even close to being acceptable. You know, forget the. I mean, and again, this kicker. I'm telling you, folks. I'm telling you, this this is going to get even more expensive. But at the end of the day, you know, it could be more of a pace paradox. You remember what that was a few weeks ago? I told you what it is. Remind us. That's where Pace thinks he's smarter than everybody else, and he makes a decision on a player or coach, and then it blows up in his face, and then he has to go back and spend twice right. as much money to fix it. First, and personally. this is, could be from on this kicker. He spent $15 million on this guy with $9 million guaranteed, and this is what we get for Doinks? Hey, Dan, what was that word again? What was it? The what? What did you Which say? The Pace Paradox. The Pace, the Pace Paradox. Hell, I always thought that was an after-dinner cocktail. Yeah, I well, no I'll idea. have two. I had no it idea. might be. It was just just so we just so we have it right. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> it was twenty-one to three. The Chiefs lead over the Titans last year in the playoffs, and they and they ended up losing twenty-two twenty-one. Uh, Didn't score a point in the second half. Right, but that's hold, the point. But, Green Bay this year. What did he do? He just died. They just let this team die. They didn't go after him. My point is this, and and I, you, to me, there's absolutely no argument. Well, hold At on. This time and in this league, that's what you do when you got him down. Oh, let's not be so hard. Go after him. Put your foot in their throat and get it over with. Okay. So here's the thing. The question we got for you, Cos. Now we are six and three. And you know what? There's kudos. Everybody's going to be in a group hug all week. How great everybody played. I see the Minnesota Vikings on a bye week watching this game. What do you think they're thinking about the Bears? Well, they're thinking that they're going to have to throw quick passes because the defense is going to come after them. And they're going to exploit the special teams. And they're going to take advantage of the special teams. And 
you know, the Bears did, didn't do themselves any favors today either because when they get a lead, they do. And that's all we're talking about. It's not We're not trying to rain on the parade of what is a 6-3 and three season and maybe exactly. one of those special years, but they've got to put them away, and they've got to be ready to go. And, you know, you can't have those four- or five-minute breaks in the second half where you look like you're just squatting on the ball. you got to keep throwing it down the field and stay aggressive. And they, they, they turned it around. They started scoring points in the uh, you know at the end of the third and into the fourth, but they, left, they let the Lions hang around way too much. Let's, uh, let's also remember, right before the half, the Bears were up 26-7. to They easily could have just run out the half. They went into the shotgun. They tried to. They tried to. Uh, with one minute to go, it looked like they were trying to add on. That was like I was. I was stunned. I didn't think it was. It, no, they threw a speed screen. It went for no gain, and right, then but, they run Jordan Howard over. I mean, right. Tariq Cohen at left guard for no gain. Right. Then they threw the flag up. Right. But I know what you're but, saying. They act, almost acted like they were going to try to take control. Yeah. Now, uh, right before that, with a minute to go, a bad field position. I'm like, what are you doing? But there was it was aggressive for a second, and then they, then they decided, okay, we're not going to be crazy because they didn't pick up anything. But I, I just saw a hint of what you're talking about here, Obi. Anyway, 34-22. The Bears are 6-3. and three. That's terrific. And, uh, congratulate them. That's wonderful. They, they took care of business today. What we're pointing out are some good points and the bad points. 